This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we're speaking with a friend of mine, Rodney Allgood, who is a motivational speaker and performance coach. He's the creator of MindShift 360, which is a high-impact program helping high-achieving entrepreneurs break through ceilings, limiting beliefs, and comfort zones so they can soar to greater heights. He's going to tell you more about it in just a second. Uh, I will mention that uh, he is the former host of iHeartRadio show's It's All Good, where he empowered people with the message that we are truly the screenwriters of our own lives, which is a message that I really love. Please visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and check the show notes for Rodney's full story. And with that, Rodney Allgood, welcome aboard. So great to have you here today. It's a pleasure to be here, my friend. All right. So let's hear it in your own words. How does the work you do? Make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large. Well, I help people turn the light on, screw the light bulb all mm-hmm. the way in, become who they were supposed to be. Many times we just have a wrong perception of ourselves. We're telling ourselves a bad story, and we live in accordance with the story that we have accepted as truth for ourselves. So um, I feel like I make the world a better place by being used as a vessel it's not really not about me. I'm just a vessel to help people to turn that light on, to see what's special about them, to see what they can contribute with their years on the planet. So, you know, people living to their fullest makes the world a better place. Yep. As I, li- as I like to say, uh, what we like to do here at the Burns Plus Passion Project is show people examples of folks like you who make the world a better place by being part of it. So tell us, you know, what is it that you actually do? Like what, what is the product or the service and how do you help people? Well, number one, I'm a speaker, right? So um, I, I started off as a youth speaker. So I would do large yep. assemblies at schools with 2,000, 3,000 kids, like a rock concert. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, really, I really enjoy kids because they, they're not jaded yet. They don't have all the layers of the onion keeping them from (laughs) their dreams and beliefs. So you just see them light up. But then I moved on to corporate and, you know, universities and things like that. Um, But, you know, especially during COVID, I've I've had to shift a lot more toward coaching. 
right? Which I always did coaching, but now I do way more coaching than speaking because the <laughs> speaking world went away uh, on us. So I, I teach people. I, I sit down and teach people to look within, to change their perspective. Re- really, all change comes from a change of perspective and how you see things. So, you know, I, I, I teach people where they're, where they're blocked, where they're stuck. Um, you can't really separate your personal life from your business life. It's all intertwined together. Yeah. A lot of people are trying to address one thing or the other, and both things are affected. So being able to have people or show people how to connect the dots to see where and why they may be stuck, that usually has nothing to do with business, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a story they're telling themselves somewhere else. It's a story that mom or dad gave them. It's a story that, you know, um, they bought in from society. Somewhere, some somehow, they got off of their own path trying to live someone else's version of truth to get them back mm-hmm. to that always helps. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember when I was, I think it was in the third grade and we were given an assignment. Now this was in the 1980s, just to date myself. We were given an assignment. It was an essay. You had to write a hundred words or something like that. And the question was, if you won the lottery today and won a million dollars, what would you do with it? Now, it quickly became clear that the only acceptable answer was to make a list of everybody you'd give it away to, and you had to come down to zero. You had to give it all away. So there were a few problems with that. First of all, it's my belief that we serve more effectively from an overflowing cup than from giving our last dime. So the more we can do for ourselves, the more we can do for others. The second is how that question is worded. If you won a million dollars in the lottery... So that's the only way you can have a million dollars. You can't earn it. So you can't be really good in your career. You can't start a successful business. You can't be really good at athletics and get a good contract. That's not available to everybody. It is if you are willing to receive the opportunities you're coming your way and put in the effort. And I believe that when we ask questions like that, we program people early on that the idea of success is something that is beyond our reach. It's generally unattainable. It's for the fortunate, blessed few. And we should be prepared for a lifetime of struggle in hopes of getting that gold watch in the shack in Fort Lauderdale if we're lucky. And, and if you do attain it, give it away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So in your experience, what are a few of the most common questions like the FAQs that people have while they're going through their process of deciding to work with you? Um, you know, n- number one, people people believe that uh, the more certificates on your wall, the more qualified you are. So mm-hmm. you, you got to jump through that because, you know, I'm not a, a licensed psychologist or anything like that. Um, I have a ton of testimonials. I probably have more than most psychologists. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's usually the first one is people want to qualify uh, who you are. Uh, people want to know my particular story. Um, a lot of times people want to know the how. And I, and I always tell people the how is, is always irrelevant. It's the what and the why. The how always yeah. develops itself as you're on the way. And a yeah. lot of times people don't pull the trigger on all kinds of things in life because they can't figure out the how. And the how is is you can't see it from your vantage point. You know, when you start a hike, you can't see what's at the peak of that hike. Mm -hmm. right you you got i always tell people prayers 
prayers not in motion don't get answered. Yeah. Uh, you, you are a the biggest contributor to your own desires is your effort. Right. So as you are on the way, the people, opportunity and circumstances to bring something to life appear. But you're on the way and you cross paths with these things. So I always mm-hmm. tell people, you don't need to know how. Just know that I am part of the how. Yeah. You know, we've discovered this uh, through our clients in the podcast reach system. Now, our way of helping people launch podcasts is kind of unique. The very first thing we have our folks do is create three avatars of yourself, but from the outside looking in, of the people you want to have tune into your show, and the people you want to interview. So they wonder why they need to do that, and sometimes they struggle with it, or sometimes they latch onto it. The next step is creating your title, tagline, and description for your show. So what happens time and time again is I tell them up front they're going to have to create their own title, tagline, description, but then I end up doing it. And here's, here's the magic behind it. I can write their title, tagline, description based on their avatars and then 12 questions they'll answer after they finish the avatars. I'll hand it back to them, and they'll wonder what page I stole from their diary. It's like, no, 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 you... You told me because I right. read what you wrote extemporaneously and I found your trance words. I found your brilliance. I found your passion and I found the themes you kept hammering on. So that centers you and creates the brand that's going to resonate with all three of those audiences. It's just a matter of getting them to speak it out. So going back to your point, the how you do it is something that's not Im- always immediately manifested. Now, I just gave away one of my trade secrets here, which is perfectly fine. I'm happy to do it. But that's something I normally don't tell people up front when they first enroll in the program. It's one of those pleasant little surprises. And it reveals the power of just being able to be introspective and in some ways extrospective, if that's a word, from a new point of view. What are a few questions you wish people would ask? I I wish people could step outside themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And the questions they need to ask are not really of me. It's, it's of themselves. And sometimes when you're in the middle of something, it's like you can't see the, the forest for the trees. Yeah. And I, I wish people would ask more questions, you know, outside themselves about themselves, right? Things that people are hung up on. Okay. It, it could be something like, um, a lot of times people have issues with their parents. Yeah. And asking, okay, what was life like for them? Mm-hmm. Why did they end up becoming the way they became? Not because they were bad people, not because they wanted to hurt you, not because they were trying to kill your dreams. What made them that way? What made me respond to, to these particular things as a child that kind of locked in how I perceived the world? You know, the way you see the world is kind of, kind of developed by the time you're about eight years old you know what what made me you know from the outside looking in asking questions of yourself you will figure out a lot about who you are today if you could just remove yourself from all the emotional triggers that things give you and just go okay i'm looking at this the way i would look at my best friend you know somehow we always know what to tell other people Yep. But we don't we don't we don't know what to tell ourselves. If if, uh-huh. if your friend had the same problem, you'd know exactly what to tell your friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. 
That's that's the testimonial I give to my coach, actually, that right. uh, candidly, if people were coming to me with some of the same things I come to him with, I would tell them substantially the same thing that he would be telling me in that moment. Right. But it's because we're in the tunnel. We're in the darkness. We right. see the little pinpoint of light way out there. Your coach is on the outside. They hear the train coming. They see it coming. And they're in the sunlight, so they see the whole vista. Yeah, yeah. So if you ask me what questions I want people to ask, it's questions about themselves. And and in doing that, as a coach, you get the blueprint. It's easier to connect the dots because people will, will tend to answer their own questions if they're asking mm-hmm. the right questions of themselves. So, they're, you know, as a coach, if you're a good listener, they pretty much tell you what they need to hear. They, they tell you in conversation. To have some cookie-cutter way of coaching where you just tell people the same stuff or you compare it always to your life or other people you know's lives, you're not really listening. Right. So let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's go into lightning round here. And this is where we get to um, we get to uh, pleasantly amaze some of the people who already are familiar with Rodney and give them an insight if they're considering engaging with you. So the first question I like to ask folks when we get to this part is, what is something, tell us something about you that people you know would be surprised to learn? Uh, people I know would be surprised to learn? Well, people who never heard, heard me speak don't know I'm a poet. Yeah. Might throw out there all the time unless you see me on stage. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll deliver one to you right now. Please do. This is called The Gift. So any of you listening, understand that you have a gift in you. It was always there. So here we go. It goes goes like this. There's a gift that dwells inside of you, bestowed by the universe. Your purpose dwells within your heart. It was given to you at birth. Your worth is not in question, but doubt won't let you see the greatness that lives inside of you. It's your belief that sets it free. This gift is not for you. Your gift is for us all. Consider it as selfishness if you don't heed your call. This life that we are blessed to live is not merely to exist. It's time to change your point of view, so take time to ponder this. Imagine yourself old. Your life is in review. Will you be filled with regret of the things that you did not do? Will you have an empty feeling as you sit and stare, knowing that you will leave this earth with a gift you failed to share? To live, to leave a legacy, and always remember this, that you are one of a kind and that you were born to shine and your purpose is your gift. I've heard your poetry at a couple of events I've attended where you spoke, and every single time you have succeeded and at least showing me something I hadn't thought of before. So I wanted to uh, say that about you. I think I've seen you uh, do poetry at the Ultimate Speaker Competition. And the other time I, I believe, and I could be off by one on this, is I think you did this at an event hosted by the late Ryan Long as well. I think that's where you and I might have met the first oh, time. Okay. Was that, was that, um, was that in L.A.? Uh, right here in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? That he inspired me. 
that that something I did or said inspired me. That he gave me a different way of seeing something that affected my life. You know, that's what I hope to um, share with people. In any interaction, I'm hoping that their interaction with me was a plus to their life. So I, I'm hoping they said, yeah, that, that was a cool cat. And he, he inspired me to see something about myself a little bit different. Yep. Speaking of cool cats, uh, Princess Alessandra's actually been here the entire time. That's why sometimes I look down here because I'm trying to stop her from accidentally pressing a key on the keyboard that might mess things up. She's really good at that. All right. Get down, Alessandra. There you go. Good girl. All right. What famous person alive or dead would you love to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? You know, it would be Martin Luther King because I, I was inspired to become a, a speaker. Um, one day in 2011, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, in this area called the King District. That's where his tomb is. Yep. And I was just sitting there, and it, it happened to be the same day that Barack Obama was inaugurated. I didn't plan it that way. I just was there. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was a there was a energy in the air back in January of 2009. And, yeah. And I was thinking, wow, this this day is happening because of someone that's been in that box for 40 years at that at that time. Mm-hmm. There's no bigger reason why this day was happening, you know, you can have yeah. a black president than someone that was dead for 40 years. So I'm like, wow, that is legacy. That is it's like you never left. And he lived mm-hmm. 39 years. And I said, yeah. you know, that's the kind of life I want to live. Yeah. You know what's so, lost Yeah, you know what's lost to history about him because there aren't many recordings of it. Martin Luther King Jr. had a wicked sense of humor. If you really dig on YouTube, you can find a few examples of him telling jokes. You can just you just get the radiance from the guy um, yeah. that he that he was there to do something remarkable. A sense of purpose and knowing his purpose and living a life that in thirty nine years impacted the world is is pretty amazing to me. And yeah. that inspires me. So again, uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to sit down and have a conversation with somebody like that, just to see what it is that makes your purpose bigger than life itself, right? Because he knew mm-hmm. he was going to get shot. He knew it. And yeah. This was his last speech before he died. He he was he knew it was the end. Um, that's pretty amazing to me because I really feel when your purpose is bigger than your life, than life itself, the universe must bend. Yes. Yes. Now, what motivates Rodney and inspires him to keep going when he's having a tough time or facing a challenge? Um, Knowing my purpose, I'm very clear. And like in that poem, you know, my my biggest fear is not living my purpose while I'm here. I'm not so concerned about death. I'm more concerned about living, not living while I'm alive. Right? So... Mm -hmm. What motivates me is I want to leave a legacy. I want to do something that mattered. I want to, it's not even about money anymore. Money money does not motivate me. Money is a byproduct, right? I'm not saying I don't like money. Of course, I like nice things, but it's a byproduct of living your purpose to the fullest. Money will come with that. So I want to live the kind of life that if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, you know, up to this point, I lived my purpose. I, I planted my acorn and it became an oak tree while I was still here. Yeah. Well, um, in a moment, I'm going to share an invitation that you have for our audience. I'll share it with them. But the final question I want to ask is, in general, what is one 
action you would encourage our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this episode? One action I would encourage you to take is to take one obvious thing that could make you better. One thing. And get up early in the morning and do that thing. Okay? Your day will, will, will follow that, right? The, the discipline to wake up early and to do something that makes you better every single day. 365 days from now, you'll be an entirely different person. So the discipline of doing one thing will lead to the discipline of doing other things, right? It's just the discipline of getting up early because you don't want to do it. I get up early and I hate it. But the discipline of getting up early and meditating and exercising, mind, body, and spirit, I catch all of that before most people wake up. It gives me a discipline for the rest of my day to want to have an amazing day. So find something you want to improve at that you've been putting off and make that the first thing you do every day. And your disciplines will multiply on top of that. That's fantastic. You know, what I like to share is that uh, when I start my day, I do something that either improves myself, puts money on the board or something before I look at anything, any messages, any emails, any phone calls or anything like that. And that sets the frame for everything that's going to happen. If I'm destined to have a great day, it just makes it that much better. If the rest of it is going to be a massive cluster, then the day is not a waste mm-hmm. and I have achieved something. Yeah. Get your, get your wins in early. The ones that you can yeah. control. They can't take that away from you no matter how many emails they send you or how many problems they try and dump on you. They cannot change the fact that you move forward today. I love it. Yeah. So uh, the invitation I know you have for our audience, I'm going to say this out loud one time for the folks who are out running and jogging. And I'm also going to say this is included in the show notes on this post at www.bruinspustpassion.com. Visit Rodney's website at rodneyallgood.com. That's rodneyallgood.com. And when you get in touch with Rodney, which I encourage you to do, he has for you a free energetic frequency report, which can help you see where you may be blocked, going back to some of the things we discussed during our time here together. And with that, let me just say one more time, rodneyallgood.com. And Rodney, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, a pleasure, and believe me, an education. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Thank you.